So here's the big question. How do mortgage brokers like us, who are in the trenches every single day, how do we consistently grow our business every year without working 60 hours a week? How do we get our skills and expertise out to the world and still have a life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I am Ryan Wiley, and welcome to the 12-Hour Broker Podcast. Good morning, 12-Hour Broker Podcast. West Coast Wiley here in the house. Maisie's with me. Maisie Moopers. Say hello, Maisie. Hello, everyone. She's just chilling. We have to get her out because we have another dog, Mac. He's a six, seven-month-old golden. She's a two-year-old, but he's just a big teddy bear, wants to wrestle and jump on her all the time, and she's over it. So she comes with me in the mornings now. Um, so there you go. She's on this journey. Uh, okay, for those of you reaching out and asking, uh, I am not going to MPC in Vancouver. Not this time. I still have so much stuff to build. I have so much stuff going on three days out of my life. I just can't do it right now. Um, but I will. I'm going to start doing the circuit, as they call it, those shows. I will start doing that. Um, that's part of, you know, the brand I'm building and I'm going to be out seeing the people. I haven't, I've been to one conference in my entire career. Uh, just wasn't my jam, but I am going to be doing them moving forward. Just not this year. Um, so there you go. So hopefully I'll be able to see and meet a bunch of you out on the road. Um, maybe we'll split off. We'll have some little mastermind sessions or just, you know, hang out. But anyways, that's so far down the road. Let's not talk about that. Instead, I want to talk about something that I think is very, very important given what's going on in the environment or the rate environment, the real estate market. Um, and I'm seeing some things are starting to worry me from what I'm seeing. And I'm sure people listening right now, you, yes, you listening, you've had these thoughts, if not already started going down this path and I'm here to save you. I'm your savior. Do not jump. Okay. But I'm going to walk through a very specific of what I'm talking about. But before we do that, as we know, this podcast costs a lot of money to produce. We need sponsorship. So this podcast is brought to you by Americano. They're probably going to come back later in this podcast. Just, just saying. Uh, okay. So in talking with a lot of people, it is, there's this overarching theme that we tend to tell her, man, we tell ourselves so many stories. It's crazy. We've been through these cycles before. Maybe not like that, but we've been through this. We, those have been in the game for a while. They've, like we've seen this, it's the same song and dance every time. A lot of you, especially those in the A business, are sort of freaking out and you're going, I can't compete, I can't compete, no one's buying, the borrowing power is shrunk. And yeah, that's all true. Not the not you can't compete, but the borrowing power is shrunk, our interest rates aren't as strong as they were before. Hey, our interest rates were never the best. We never had the best interest rates. So get over the interest rate. Okay? We could always get squashed by the own banks we have at the at the branch. Like Scotia and TD could beat us at the branch, right? Our own partners can beat us because they don't have a cost of acquisition, right? They pay us, they pay us five grand plus the BRM, which is about 15 basis points, give or take. So like they're paying a lot of money. The people at the branch, they're paying, you know, hey, you do this deal and we'll give you a $50 bonus or something like that. Like they don't make a lot because they're all salaried. So just keep that in mind. But where I'm going with this is do not change your business plan. 
I've heard this from like top producers too. They're like, man, I need to change my avatar. So good at ache lines. I speak their language. And now you know what? I need to figure out how to do the B world. I'm going into the B world and I'm going to start understanding that. And it just, I want to bang my head against the wall because you don't. You just have to get better at telling your story and better at finding where your avatars are. So if, if you are an A client broker, I'm going to give you an analogy here. I'm just going to pick, I'm going to pick a restaurant. I'm going to pick a Chinese food restaurant. Okay. So you're a Chinese food restaurant. You're an A client. You deal with A clients. You're so good at it. People know you, but will they refer you like you're awesome. And then a report comes out that they use MSG in Chinese food. This happened like years and years ago. They use MSG and it's like, oh my God, everyone's freaking out. Everyone's freaking out. And so less people start eating Chinese food. So what do the Chinese food stores do? This was kind of a true story too. Uh, I'm not just picking on Chinese food. It just was an easy example. What do they start doing? Well, all of a sudden that Chinese food store that started, I went to for my ginger beef and my beef and black bean sauce, uh, started selling hot dogs, hamburgers, shepherd's pie. They started like this, these random things, chicken fingers and fries. I'm like, what? Chicken, like what? And it, for them, it was, hey, there's no more people that want to eat our product. So now we have to do these other things to try to keep the lights on. So for you and your mortgage business, same thing. You're doing a business and now you're scrambling going, oh, there's no more a business, which there is, but there's no more a business. Now I need to start doing the B stuff. So now you're going to go build a brand new restaurant because you can't be good at everything. Have you ever went to those restaurants? You open up the menu and there's seven pages and there's like Monte Cristos to butter chicken to pancakes to like uh, borscht soup, pierogies. Like you're like, what the hell? There's no way this is going to be good. I already know this isn't going to be good. You know, you're telling me the burger you make, as well as these other 87 things, is as good as the smash burger restaurant down the, the way. That all they do is make hundreds of smash burgers every day. No type of beef. Know the percentage cut in the beef. They know how to grind the beef. They know how to smash and build that crust. And then they know how to flip it. And they know how to caramelize the onion. And like, really? That's And they know the exact bun to use. You're using... You know, all pre-made stuff like that's who you're competing against so it's the same thing like if you are that restaurant where people come to you and you have everything on the menu i know you know you're not making every menu item that good right there's people out there that all they do is private mortgages all they do is b deals they know all the b lenders they know the intricacies of them they have all the relationships built up they know the credit unions. They know the off-the-beat stuff. They know you coming in from the A space, or even if this is just your business model to start with, which is a problem, you're doing some A and you're doing some B. Well, you know the mainstream B. You don't know the intricacies of like B lender number five, six, seven, eight. There's no way you can. If you do, then you're not making any money because that's too much time you're spending doing that. So this is talking, even if you're not transitioning to this model, if your model's already there, don't be the restaurant with seven pages on the menu. Be the one where you come in and there's like 15 things on the menu and you crush each one. So stay in your lane is where I'm going. So that Chinese food restaurant, what should they do? You're like, right, what, what should I do then if there's if there's less business? Well, I'm going to tell you. But first, Americano. These Americanos are so good. I don't put any cream or sugar in them anymore. 
I'm straight black. It's like a cutting out calorie thing. And yeah, I know you're like, hey, it's okay. No, they all add up and I'm just trying some and I'm actually okay with it. So ain't, I, I love cutting stuff out and going, is it that much worse or is it that much better with that? Because if you actually look around your world, I try to simplify things. If you look around, you, there's so many things you could cut out and you'd be better off. But I digress. We're going down a different path. So what does the Chinese food restaurant do? Well, they get better at finding the people, telling their story. So now their story would be, okay, who? Well, we had past clients that always did delivery and or walk-ins. We had their phone number. Okay, let's set up a text campaign. I'm like, I'm just giving you like marketing is for the Chinese going, hey, there's still people that eat Chinese food. You have to tell them a new story now. Hey, everything's made from, from scratch to order. That could always have been the case. It probably was the case. Chinese food's made pretty quick. Right, not the stuff that sits in a mall, but stuff like you order and from a good stuff, a good place. Made from made to order. Like you're just telling the same thing you've always done, but that's how you're positioning it. Hey, we make everything from scratch and to order, uh, new and improved Chinese food. Come try it out. Right? Uh, so a text campaign. Then you've got, okay, who has avatars? Where are avatars hanging out? Well, I don't know. If it's authentic Chinese, they're probably Chinese festivals. If it's like Canadian cuisine Chinese, well that could be anyone, but it's probably younger people. Uh, I wouldn't say that's like 50, 60 people. It's probably a younger generation. Maybe you focus there. Maybe you, where do the younger people hang out? Maybe you open up a food truck and now you're hanging outside of bars. Maybe you're going to concerts and stuff. Like everyone, people eat Chinese food. They always will. It's not good for you. People will crush it all the time. Go to the food court. They've got those mounds of food. Like people always, it's gone by the end of the day, right? People love Chinese food. So you just have to find a different story to tell your avatar and then have to be more creative now. So the only thing that's happened is business has just got tougher to find, but you've had to like, let's be honest. It's been a cakewalk the last couple of years. It's literally been a cakewalk. You could absolutely suck at being a mortgage broker and you could have made a lot of money. And so now it's testing you. It's like, okay, how good are you actually? And marketing always wins. Always, 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 always wins. So how good are you at marketing? What are you doing marketing? Your social media, your database marketing, referral partners, marketing to referral partners, getting your foot. Like that's where you got to change your game. The A clients are still out there. There's still transactions happening. People still need your help. Eventually, at some point, these interest rates, people are going to be so used to them. There won't be any shock value anymore. So it'll just be like, okay, get it. Five and a half, whatever. That sucks. I got to deal with my shit now, right? So let's do a refi because cash flow. And yeah, I'm blowing up my three and a quarter, but I'd get the five, but I'm better off $800 a month cash flow wise. And that's what matters to me now. Right now, people are still in like sticker shock. Like there's still shock a bit. So that's going to wear off. It always does. So for you, please, please, please rethink trying to go down this new path and this new cuisine in your restaurant and stick to what got you here, stick to what you're good at, stick to what you like doing, right? Just because you don't think there's A clients there, now you're going to go to the B world. Do you really know how to handle the conversations around charging a broker fee and the types of clients you're going to deal with on the B side? They don't have their shit together paperwork-wise, the bruised credit, there's always a story. Like, there's, there's a whole nother world there. And those of you that are in the B space are like, I love it. I can't do the A. Good for you. Keep your restaurant running that way. 
That's all you should be serving is that food, right? Don't go be in the menu with 18,000 menu items on it because it looks desperate, right? It's you're scrambling. I, I go to those restaurants I see and I go, oh man, you're desperate. And then all of a sudden we got the specials coming out now and we got the, hey, if you $5 off between these hours and oh, and we offer this on this day and oh, kids eat free and oh, oh, so there's new signs coming out and there's balloons outside the restaurant. I'm like, oh, these guys aren't going to be around long. The writing's on the wall. They're getting desperate. They're getting desperate. Don't get desperate. Okay. Don't start giving appraisals away. Don't start giving, paying for legal fees and paying for penalties on refis and start paying referral fees out. And don't like, don't be that. Don't start putting balloons outside your restaurant. Okay. Don't do it. Double down on the Chinese food. Right. That ginger beef you made, it's always been awesome. Just keep making it. Just go find the starving crowd. Right. You need to find the starving crowd. So there's a, uh, an analogy I'll use story. You probably heard it. I think Dan Kennedy says it, and I'm probably going to butcher it, but that's okay. One more Americano. Then I got to bounce. got to take my kid to school. Okay. So you're a hot dog vendor. I give you a hot dog cart and you can have one of three things. You can be, you know, you could be outside. I, I forget how it goes, but the moral of the story is you can, Hey, I could give you you could double your price. You could uh, have the best tasting hot dog or you could be in a great location. What would you rather have? It's location. So if you're, you want a starving crowd, starving crowd, your hot dogs could suck and you will sell out. If you're outside of a football game, you're the only hot dog vendor and the game comes out and you got, and it's a college football game and you got a bunch of drunk kids coming out, you're going to sell your $10 hot dogs. You're going to sell out. They could be half cooked and you're going to sell them all. Right? You want a starving crowd. So where's the starving crowd? That's what you have to figure out. That's where your head should be going. Not, hey, I'm going to go make, you know, Indian food now. <laughs> right? You make Chinese food. Make Chinese food. Just go find the people that want the Chinese food. That's where your head needs to go. All of your attention goes to that. Not recreating yourself. Don't do that. There's always going to be people eating Chinese food. Okay? So hopefully that sinks in. And I hope that'll save you a ton of time as well. And maybe that relieves some pressure off your shoulders because you're like, man, I thought I had to go that route. I really didn't want to. But now you're hopefully confirming this, Ryan, for me that I can just stay in my lane. Right? Please, just don't be the restaurant with, you know, those 87 menu items on them. Because 79 of them are probably going to suck. Okay? There you go. That's it, kids. Okay, five texts a day because it does work. Uh, peace out. And if you are going to MPC, enjoy yourselves and be smart. Okay, enjoy yourselves. Peace out. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.